you are listening to Is Anyone Seeing This? This is episode one, the one about pizza and boobs. Please like and subscribe and turn on notifications, rate, star, whatever you got to do, and wherever you listen to this podcast, your support would greatly help us. And now, episode one, the one about pizza and boobs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Anyone Seeing This Podcast, episode one, the one about pizza and boobs. It is finally here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode zero, uh, for finding us on iTunes and on Spotify and and on Anchor and, and anywhere else that you can listen to podcasts, guys. We're here and we're doing it. You guys are killing it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for rating all that you do. So without further ado, this is episode one, the one about pizza and boobs. Listen, I love pizza. I freaking love it. I do. It is unequivocally the most favorite food and my most favorite food. And it's the absolute best thing to eat. It is a breakfast. It's a lunch. It's a dinner. It's snack. There is no food that has as much flexibility as pizza. I mean, it is a five-tool superstar of food bar none. The different styles, toppings, flavors, heck, it could even be a dessert. And you know you're a fat kid when you go to the pizza buffet and you ask the waitress and you say something like, excuse me, ma'am, is there any more chocolate pizza coming out? She then glances at your gut, restrains from rolling her eyes, and she replies with the standard waitress speak, it's in the oven, it'll be a few minutes. And then she turns away with that fake Joey Porter smile and she just internally reevaluates every one of her life decisions. So you do what every fat kid does. You grab the salad plate and you post up at the vacant chocolate pizza parking spot, boxing out the old lady in the nightgown with the chin hair, pulling the auction cart, and definitely boxing out Todd, the steroid-infested, tribal-tatted, sleeveless, gold gym shirt-wearing, fanny-pack sporting douche. Listen, you're not going to be denied this pizza come hell or high water, and you were going to get this dessert. Bet. As you can tell, I hold a high affinity for the za. I remember my, as a boy my first pizza experience. Guys, we all had that experience. It was at Brothers Pizzeria in Hamilton, New Jersey, a Sicilian pizza. If you're not familiar with Sicilian pizza, it's rectangular, not round, and it's deep dish, but not Chicago deep because that's just stupid. The heavenly aroma of the dough, slightly overcooked, mozzarella generously proportioned, and the sauce. Oh my God, the sauce. Not too much, but just enough to need a napkin. You know this was a recipe crafted straight from Esposito, worthy of a royal fist bump from Queen Margarita. One bite and like Demi Lovato and cocaine, I was hooked. So let's talk about the other topic, why you're here, and probably why you signed on, boobs. I love boobs. I mean, I love them. Since day one, I've always had an affinity for them. (laughs) Again, listeners, if you're missing the obvious jokes here, then this podcast probably is not for you. Anyway, you may be asking yourselves, what does pizza and boobs have in common anyway? I'm not chasing that rabbit. That's probably for another podcast. 
But on an average evening about eight or nine years ago, pizza and boobs would collide. If you're from North Carolina, specifically around the area of Goldsboro, you know, you know about this place where I'm talking about. Tucked away next to a Dollar Tree in the shadow of a Walmart is this pizza place called Brooklyn Pizza. And you know my pizza resume, you know how I feel about it, but this place was the real freaking deal. Greasy windows and a bunch of men in dirty white t-shirts and backwards hats sweating and cursing and yelling at each other. Listen, if the guy behind the counter covered in flour hand-tossing that magical dough with godlike geometric precision isn't covered in tats and has at least two felonies, then you better go to Papa John's in your minivan, Greg, because you don't want this pizza. Listen, there is one exception to the rule, though. A short, fat, old Italian guy with a killer mustache, which people call him Nanino. That's the exception. Listen, this is the place where you get your new. Your, you, this is the place where you get a true New York style pizza. This is the kind of pizza when you pick up, you lightly dust it with Parmesan with a little flakes of red pepper. You fold it in half, and with two hands, you slip it. You, you slip that pizza into your mouth with some, and go into a pizza euphoria. The grease will drip off and land on the doubled up paper plate, waiting patiently for you to reach the crust. Then you're going to take that crust and you're going to smear and dip it into that grease like dew from manna. I know it seems a little much, but I'm telling you this pizza was good. We were frequent customers and when we would go, we'd always order the exact same thing. We'd order an extra large cheese pizza and a Philly cheesesteak. And notice I said Philly cheesesteak. I didn't say steak and cheese. Jesus, don't get me started on that. But little did I know that day when I ordered my extra large cheese pizza that it would come with two pepperonis. You are listening to Is Anyone Seeing This? We'll be back with part two after a word from our sponsors. And now back to part two of anyone seeing this episode one, the one about pizza and boobs. I'm a great husband. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And I'm also very humble. Uh, It wasn't uncommon for me to pick up food for dinner or even cook for that matter. Uh, I taught high school, and I still teach high school, so I had the summers off while my wife puts in long twelve hour, long hours, 12 months out of the year. I don't rub it in, though, never. Even when I'm floating on a raft in a pool or sleeping till noon, I will never, ever rub it in. On this day, though, I decided that the Clemic family shall have pizza for dinner. I was probably too busy to cook or something, I don't know. But anyways, I called Brooklyn and ordered the pizza and cheesesteak. I got the whole standard ready in 15 minutes speech. I hung up and then I headed out. See, Brooklyn was out of the way. We were too far for delivery, so pickup was the only option. Sidebar, I learned later on that they would actually meet me in a parking lot at the edge of town like some kind of shady drug deal. But that's another story. This piece of place wasn't the best of places. Here's a breakdown of the stores that were in this location in this same little shopping mall. Walmart, Dollar Tree, Brooklyn Pizza, Sally's Hair Shop, whatever that is, a Chinese restaurant, I think, it may have been a subway, a cell phone place slash sword store, 
I don't know where you get your swords from, but you can get your sword and a cell phone there. And I think there was a jewelry store too. But I guarantee, look, I haven't been there in years, but I guarantee, and I would bet my left leg that there's a vape shop in there now. I park really far away because, oddly, parking spaces are limited. And as you walk up to the store, you have to cross a right-of-way where cars can travel from store to store and exit on one of the two roads that are there. On this road in front of the restaurant, and actually in front of every business now I think about it, were these huge speed bumps. Listen, these weren't your average speed bumps. They were huge. One can only imagine what tragedy took place to warrant such large speed bumps. My guess is probably a chubby guy like me holding about 10 pizza boxes, stepping off the curb, and getting clobbered by someone's Ford Mustang. Whatever the case, the speed bumps meant business, and hitting them with some velocity would certainly damage your vehicle. I walk into Brooklyn, wait in line, and when it's my turn, I say, pick up for Mike. But before he turns to find my order, I've already spotted my food. There it is, resting high on the pinnacle of the pizza oven, my sandwich in a bag wrapped in foil stacked on top of my extra-large pizza box, both being kept warm by the radiant glow of the oven. He finds my order, and then he hands it to me. I pay with my debit card. He grabs my card, he runs it through the machine, and then there's like this always this awkward tension, this silence between you two as he taps on the side of the machine, waiting for your card to go through. And there's a brief moment you think, will my card get rejected? Oh my God, I hope not, because who carries cash anymore? And then just when you think it's not going to happen, and after the awkward pause, the machine comes to life, accepting my payment, and we both look at each other, and we both can breathe, e- breathe easily now. And then I thank him. Why? I have no idea. Why do I thank this guy? Shouldn't he be thanking me? I mean, I did drive all the way out here and pay, so I don't know. Whatever it is. So I walk out to the door, and then I'm holding the pizza box in the bag, and I turn my back against it to open the door. I push against it and open and spin around, and as I'm walking out the door, I hear a car speeding down the road in front of the restaurant. Engines racing RPMs up. The door shuts behind me, and now I see the car that was racing down, the, racing down in front of the store. It's a forest green 90s-style Ford Explorer. The car was flying towards a speed bump. I mean, I clenched my teeth waiting for the sheer impact of this SUV and Mount St. speed bump. I mean, the speed bump was no joke. I then saw the driver of this car, a blonde, busty woman wearing her little sister's white spaghetti strap tank top. Just when collision was imminent, the driver realizes she's about to demolish her ride, and she slams on the brakes at the same time, hitting the bump. This SUV, somehow bending any physical law, hits the speed bump and pops up into the air, the front wheels coming clean off the ground. The car lands with violence, and then it happens. As the car slammed down, the shocks absorbing the full impact of the car, the sheer force of the impact overcame the elastic strength of the tank top, and her giant boobs popped out of her shirt. And there I am, standing there, stunned. The lady doesn't even realize that her lovely lady lumps have been exposed and have escaped. Fortunately for her, though, the passenger sitting next to her did realize that and reacted like any good friend would do in that situation. She reached over and with both hands began tucking her boobs back in her shirt. 
Guys, I'm standing there, mouth wide open. After the boobs were secured, they both drove away, and I'm left standing there holding my pizza and my cheesesteak. I quickly look around to find anyone that I can share this experience with. Surely someone saw this. No one. No one. All these cars in this parking lot and not a single person standing out here. Quickly, I turn around. I mean, inside, there's, there's people inside, and I look through the windows. Surely one of the ten guys making pizza saw this. No. Like Newton, I was just left there puzzled by the sheer physics of this. Because I had so many questions. But this was one experiment that could never be repeated. How is this even possible? I don't know. But what I do know is I went for a cheese pizza. And I got a side of pepperoni, if you know what I mean. This story has a lot going on. But the one takeaway I don't want you to miss is, number one, get you a friend that won't flinch or hesitate to tuck your double Ds back into your extra small tank top. Any friend willing to do that without a second thought is a friend worth keeping and definitely a friend for life. But more importantly, ask yourself this question. Are you willing to be that friend for someone when duty calls? Just saying. All the way back home, I giggled to myself like a middle schooler. <laughs> Boobs. The worst part is when I got home and I had to tell my wife the story. Guys, that's some tricky navigation right there. You have to be real careful telling your wife that you saw someone else's boobs. It's a sticky situation. So the pizza was eaten, the cheesesteak is gone, the memory was made, and now every time I see or hear the word Brooklyn, I think about boobs. Yep, I'm damaged. That, my friends, is a true story. And every day I wonder, is anyone seeing this? Until next time, guys. Oh, by the way, P.S., If you didn't catch the Dawson's Creek reference, we can't be friends.